Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern day contemporary poets. Today, we will be continuing our journey with contemporary poets. So let's get lit with. Tiana Clark. Since she is a contemporary poet, you can actually find her on a variety of social media platforms. So let's dive in. Tiana Clark grew up in California and is the daughter of a single mom who moved the family to Nashville for a job at the Christian music label Sparrow Records. She received her BA at Tennessee State University and her MFA from Vanderbilt University. Now she teaches creative writing at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. Throughout the course of her writing career, she garnered many achievements. She's the recipient of the 2019 Creative Writing Fellowship from the National Endowment for the Arts, the 2017 Furious Flower Poetry Center's Gwendolyn Brooks Centennial Poetry Prize, and the 2015 Rattle Poetry Prize. Her writing has been featured in The New Yorker, Poetry Magazine, Kenyon Review, BuzzFeed, American Poetry Review, and more. Tiana Clark published her first chapbook, Equilibrium, in 2016. Her most recent collection, published in 2018, is called I Can't Talk About the Trees Without the Blood. What's super cool about her last chapbook was that the artwork on the back cover was actually done by Terrence Hayes, her favorite poet. Speaking of muses, Tiana Clark likes to mention many writers within her work because she wants the audience to know who she's always in conversation with. In the poem we'll be examining today, My Therapist Wants to Know About My Relationship to Work, she underlines Lucille Clifton's sentence, Today, we are possible. We actually featured Lucille Clifton in last week's episode, so definitely check it out if you're interested in learning more about her. But back to Clark. In this poem, she also pays tribute to early American poet Phyllis Wheatley, who she calls a beating heart of the poem. What I love about Clark's dedication to bringing other writers into her work is that she also shows that poetry is not only inspiring for those who read it, but for those who write it as well. Clark takes those bits of wisdom, these bits of hope, and effectively weaves them into her own pieces that speak her own truth. There's so much overlap in terms of inspiration between writers, and Clark shows us how poetry is a constant, never-ending conversation that brings communities together. And I think that Get Lit is definitely a product of how poetry has really brought in a community. And the fact that everyone here was brought together through poetry, and I have made so many friends and people that I call a family and so I'm so glad to be a part of an organization that is exactly reaching that. Um, So back to Clark, within her poems you can also see her passion for history shine through. A little fun fact about Clark is that she actually thought that she wanted to be a historian for a long time until eventually poetry really pulled her into the magic of world building. However, now she ties both of these loves into one and encourages other poets to do the same thing. But you know, if history isn't your thing, she advocates for other passions and interests that you may want to incorporate into your writing. 
In an interview, she states that it is important for poets to put as much of themselves on the page as possible because that's how readers fall in love with you. She says, the personal is a way to the universal and nobody can argue with your own story. And you know, actually thinking about it, um, I actually had done uh, Tiana Clark's poem, a Blue Note for Father's Day, my third year doing the Get Lit Classic Slam, and I've noticed that she's incorporated John Coltrane in a lot of her poems, and especially in that poem. And the poem that I'll be doing today, she also mentions him again. So I've noticed with looking at her poems that she really has put a lot of her interest into those poems. And I also believe that poems can really bring in people to like really fall in love with you and I remember when I wrote my response poem to a blue note for Father's Day I had girls coming up to me afterwards because I had wrote about how my mom had experienced domestic violence and they were all like yes girl we're gonna get him he's not ready and I just love that your words can really make people feel for you and understand your story. When we dig deeper into Clark's poems, an element that really stands out to me is the way that she uses form. She's always thinking about how the structure of her words can best serve its meaning. She encapsulates the importance of form in a metaphor that I think is said best. She says, think about curating a museum exhibit. You get to decide how your reader is going to walk through your collection or through your poem. Some pieces of art might have a 10-foot velvet rope. Some others might have an interactive exhibit where you can touch it, but you get to control that experience. I love that. I think for me as a spoken word poet, I personally don't really value the importance of like form enough and how like aesthetically pleasing a poem can look. I once saw someone write a poem kind of in the shape of a circle and I definitely feel like I need to look on like why they do that. Do they think that life is a full circle? The story that they're telling has something to do with this circle and I think that that's so cool and I also feel like it kind of allows the reader to kind of really understand like why did you use this form? Like there has to be something. It leaves it open, which I really love that she does that. Personally, just hearing about Clark's creative process and her inspirations have been so enriching already. But now let's get to the star of the show, which is her poem from our anthology. What you will notice in her poem, my therapist wants to know about my relationship to work. The poem has a feeling of urgency, then relief, beautifully crafted into such an eloquent piece that reminds me time and time again why poetry is so transformative. You can tell from this poem that Clark writes from such a personal point of view. She really takes in her reader's hand and walks them through her experience. This honest approach to storytelling aligns with what she says to her students often when she says, the personal is a way to the universal and nobody can argue with your own story. Clark reminds me that writing from our personal experience allows us to see that we are not alone as we think we are. Poetry opens up worlds and connects communities of all kinds. So here is Tiana Clark's poem entitled, My Therapist Wants to Know About My Relationship to Work. 
I hustle upstream, I grasp, I grind, I control and panic, poke balloons in my chest, always popping there, always my thoughts thump, thump, I snooze, wake and go, boom, all day like this, I shorten my breath, I scroll and scroll, I see what you wrote, I like, I heart, my thumbs so tired, my head bent down, but not in prayer, heavy from the looking, I see your face, your phone lit faces, I tap your food, two times for more heart I retweet I email yes and yes and yes then I cry and need to say no 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 why does it take so long to reply I FOMO and shout I read I never enough new book new post new ping a new tab then another papers on the floor scattered and stacked so many journals unbroken white spines waiting did you hear that new, new, I start to text back? Ellipses, then I forget. I balk, I lazy the bed. I wallow when I write. I truth when I lie. I throw a book when a poem undoes me. I underline Clifton. Today, we are possible. I start from image. I begin with Phyllis Wheatley, I begin with Phyllis Wheatley, I begin with Phyllis Wheatley reaching for coal. I start with a napkin receipt on my hand, a muscle memory, I studied the page, I fail, hit delete, scratch out one more line, I sonnet then break form, I make tea, use two bags, Roy Bows again, I bathe now. Epsom salt, no books or phone, just water and the sound of water feeling glory. Be my buoyant body bowl of me, yes, lavender. More bubbles and bath bomb, of course, some candles too. All alone with Coltrane, my favorite Naima for his wife. Now for me, inside my own wound again, I child back, I float, I sing, I simple and humble, eyes close. Alone, my voice, was it a song? Don't know, but I stopped. Wow, I love that poem. It's so good and it's so fast and I really love the pacing of it. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of Get Lit Minute and be sure to share with your friends if you think they'll enjoy this episode too. So tune in next week and take care of yourselves. Bye! Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast was produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Peter Davis. This episode was researched, written, and edited by Bridget Yang, alongside me, Nia Lewis. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who made this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more of our episodes, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.